Hey everybody, welcome back to Half Hour Power. I am Joe. Brandon is here. Yo, yo, Joe. What do you know? Hey Brandon, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing it. Doing it. Enjoying my uh, uh, myself watching, you know, some good nostalgia TV show that... Hmm? What do you mean nostalgia TV show? Been watching Doctor Who. You know, it's the 60th oh. anniversary. Are we doing that again? <laughs> Why not? It's Doctor Who. That's right. So, uh, Doctor Who is 60 this year. Yes, sir. Um, looking back, Jesse and I did a show in 2013 celebrating <laughs> Doctor Who's 50th anniversary, awesome. which, uh, we will tack that show onto the end of this show, so in a way, Jesse can be celebrating the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who with us. Yes, sir. But we uh, talked a bit, quite a bit about Doctor Who's, where it started and all of that fun stuff, but we need to find out from you, Brandon. Oh, uh, so right on out with it, huh? Where is your Doctor Who, what do you call that? Where is your Doctor Who origin story, I guess, for lack of a better term? Where where did you first see Doctor Who? Why do you keep watching it? Um, what do you like about it? You know, where did, what caught it for you? Um, so <clears throat> when I first um, seen Doctor Who, uh, it used to come on uh, PBS. Um I was I was young, so I would say probably around eight or nine, maybe. I was young when I was watching it. Um, I liked it because I was already into sci-fi, and seeing at the time what it, who's Doctor Who because that was a big catch-all. You know, who is Doctor Who? It's like the the band Who. So you're like, who is he? And it was just, <laughs> it just kept. It kept catching me, and then he'll go into the the phone booth, and it was small outside. But when he got inside, it was just humongous inside. I'm like, oh my gosh! And he was funny and witty. And I realized now that I'm a little bit older, when I was coming up watching it, that the first Doctor I seen was the third Doctor, and the third Doctor led into the fourth Doctor on the PBS network here, and I've been caught on to Doctor Who ever since. From movies and comic books and stuff. That's very cool. Very uh, similar to what caught uh, me and Jesse onto Doctor Who and uh, kept you coming back, huh? Oh yeah, because it was just it was amazing because it 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 was okay the TARDIS. That was his ship, but it wasn't like a like a ship that you would think of that's flying through space. It's a, a spaceship that goes through time, space, dimensions, other universes and galaxies, and it just simply just disappears and reappears. It's an iconic sound. Yeah. You know, and it's and the intro to it is like phenomenal, like it's stuck in your head. If you hear it, you already know what's about to come on. 
you can be in the next room and know <laughs> who's getting ready to come on. Yeah. So there's been a lot of, uh, you know, specials with the Doctor Who 60th anniversary. Have you watched any of those? Yes. Um, I, I recently watched uh, uh, the three specials uh, for the 60th anniversary uh, where David Tenney uh, returned. Um, and um, I want to say Christina, Christine Pat, Pat, I think I'm saying her name wrong. But uh, she played uh, Donna uh, with the Tenth Doctor, and uh, and the Toy Maker that they brought back from the first Doctor, um, played by uh, Neil, Pat- Neil Patrick Harris. So it was it was very uh, very good, entertaining. A lot of questions I need to <laughs> figure out, but you know, cool. Doctor Who can't complain too much. You know, it's always been a little quirky here and there, but yeah. But the Christmas special is coming up too, on the twenty fifth. Oh, yeah, and that's with the new Doctor, the fifteenth Doctor. Well, um, I have discovered this since <coughs> <laughs> I have not seen any <laughs> any Doctor Who passed Christopher Eccleston. Oh, really? Yeah, and at the time that we did that 10th anniversary show, that was the case, and it is the case 10 years later. <laughs> I guess they wait, so 10 years later, you still haven't watched it. I still just haven't watched uh, David Tennant, Matt Smith, or the other uh, people. Um, I don't know, I just I just haven't done it. I, I don't know. It's not something I don't want to see. I've heard good things about about it. I just haven't done it. I don't know. Go back and listen to our show. We're doing a lot of stuff, so <laughs> yeah, true stuff. But uh, yeah, so you know what? We've been doing uh, this Rotten Tomatoes thing here on our show, right, Brandon? Yeah. Wait, what? Exactly. Rotten Tomatoes. So you think that Doctor Who is on there? I wouldn't think it would be on there. Well, I mean, they had movies. Like, you know, spinoff movies, but I wouldn't think that the series would be on there. Okay, so uh, we were, we were going to talk about those a, a little bit. And uh, there are two Doctor Who spinoff movies with Peter Cushion as, as the Doctor. Yes, right? yes. I've seen those, but it's been so long. I don't remember those well enough oh. to comment on those. Have you seen those recently, or do you remember them enough to co- make any kind of comments? I remember one. I want to say the something about the the Dalek planet because it's one movie where they was on a Dalek planet. Yeah, so it's uh, Doctor Who and the Daleks 1965 and then there is another one Daleks Invasion Earth 2150 AD which 1966. Both of those starred Peter Cushing. You know Uh, So the thing I want to ask you is those two movies are on Rotten Tomatoes? And I think, you know, what we should do, like we were talking about earlier in the week, is uh, why don't we do those two Doctor Who movies with Peter Cushing at some point this coming year, 2024. That's good. And then we will leave those Rotten Tomatoes there. But, but there is a Rotten Tomato score, and it is... My question for you with the Rotten Tomatoes is, which 
TV show of Doctor Who, which episode of Doctor Who in the show's been running since 1963, so you're going to have to rack your brain on this. Yes. Because I definitely did not know this. What is the highest rated show? And you're not going to know it, so let me let me narrow this down. Okay. Which doctor? Because that's a lot okay, of doctors. That, that, that narrows it down quite a bit. Which doctor has the highest rated TV show on Rotten Tomatoes? It's just an episode. Not not the whole not their whole run, but just one which doctor has the highest rated episode? Which doctor has the highest episode? And you can name just name the actor or the number of the doctor. You know, seven. seven. Uh, Do you say seven? Yeah, isn't there seven doctors? No, there is technically chronically more than that. It, it's fifteen plus. Well, I'm just saying, if you if you're going more. seventh doctor has the highest rated episode, you could say that, just as an example. Oh, okay, okay. Because I'm gonna say it's, it's like almost twenty doctors, but you know who's counting? Um, somebody is. Um. Whew, that's kind of hard. Um, so was it a two-parter or just, just one episode? Well, I'm not going to tell you that because... Oh, they, God. <laughs> they all aired in segments. <laughs> all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just put it out there. I'm going to say David Tenney. Doctor, doctor. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to guess David Tennant. Well, because I mean, he's the most. He's honestly in chronicle order. Well, not in chronicle order, but he's been like, he's been the most doctor on the show. I uh, mean, Tom okay, Baker uh, has been you longer. Ready? You ready yeah. for this? David Tennant does not have the highest rated episode. Oh, damn it. Do you want one more guess or do you want me to tell you? Tom Baker. No, he does not. What? Exactly. Yeah, go ahead and tell me because I'm going to rack my brain trying to figure this out. It is. The episode is Doctor Who, The Power of the Daleks. It is Patrick Throughton episode. What? Exactly. <laughs> what? Yes. I was surprised too. Get out now, of here. <coughs> I did find that this episode is is uh, a completely missing episode. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so this is one of those that was re-put together and rebroadcast. Um and has it's got the highest rating because it said here on Rotten Tomatoes that it originally aired November 19, 2016. So I was like, oh, so this, as as you know, and as Jesse and I discuss in the second half of this episode, uh, a lot of the early uh, first and second season episodes are gone. Yeah. Uh, scripts yeah. and stills and <coughs> short scenes that survive this is one of those and this is a recreating recreation episode i know they made so, them like uh 
like a cartoon type yes. episodes. I do remember some of them, but I wouldn't have thought the second Doctor. I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah, so that, that's that's what this is. It's one of those, but it it is uh... because it, it's funny because the first the first Doctor and the second Doctor is their their episodes are so like there's some missing here and there, and some of you will never never will never get you know. Yes, but so I wouldn't have, those two. I wouldn't have thought. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought of those two. Well, well, yeah, yeah, it was a complete <coughs> surprise for me. Wow. Yeah, but you've seen. Uh, uh, okay, so now we can go into who is your favorite doctor? Oh God, why? Oh, my favorite doctor, of course, is David Tenney. So. That's my favorite doctor. Yeah, that's my well, favorite see, Jesse, Jesse's theory is, and and I've I've thought this too is that <laughs> usually people's favorite would be the first one they saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not the case for you, is it? And uh, you know, it, it's not going to be true all the time. But uh, so that's not the case for you, right? So it's David Tennant. No, it's David Tennant yeah. said that you saw John Pertwee first, right? Right. Uh, for me, the first Doctor I saw was Tom Baker, mm. and he he is my favorite. I can't compare him to David Tennant. I can't. I haven't seen David Tennant because you, you've never seen David Tennant. Yeah. So I and and uh, of all the Doctors I've seen, I've seen episodes from all of the original run, mm-hmm. and uh, Christopher Eccleston, and I even saw the movie with Paul McGann. Um, I guess you can count <laughs> Peter Cushing. <laughs> all right. For the two movies. Um, I've not seen anybody who I thought was just a terrible, horrible doctor. That was yeah, just... I'm going to get, I'm going to get your, your, uh, your take on this. I have like, uh, yeah. So yeah. I, I, now you, you know, all the ones I've seen, so I haven't seen the one I think you're going to name, but yeah, I, I haven't seen anybody that I thought was just horrible and I wouldn't watch any of their episodes. But that's not the case for you either, is it? So what? No, I mean what, I watch. You... So I mean I watch all the doctors because I like to be updated on like the chronicle of what's going on. Because I mean it's just another actor carrying on where the last actor act you know story left off. So I always like to 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 know. But no, um, the the doctor that I, I there's there's more than one. You oh, but, there's more than one for you that you just don't yeah. like. Yeah, it's more. Okay, than one. Who, are actually, the, who are they? Actually, one I didn't even watch the host. I didn't even watch the series. Like I boycotted it. You boycotted a series of Doctor Who? Yeah. Yes, I did. I really did. I was hurt so much. I didn't want to. I didn't want to watch it. Oh. So I, even though I missed out on a lot of key things. Then move to the next doctor or just in the who universe itself. But eventually I had to go back and watch it so I can get caught up. But during the time it was showing, I didn't watch it because I was just like, I didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't my taste to tea. Um, uh, who, which doctor do you just not watch? Which doctor did you boycott? Well, the first, oh, the one I boycotted was, uh, 
the twelfth doctor. Um Doctor? Peter 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 Kep Capati? Capazzi? Is that right? Capati? Baldi? Yeah. You boycotted him? Yep. Was he bad? To me, I mean, a lot of people liked him as a doctor. Because to them, they was going back to the old, like, basically, he was like a version of uh, Peter. Uh, not Peter. Um, you think John he was Pertwee. a version of John Pertwee because he was an old older man? Yeah, he kind of had a persona uh, of him, but he was he was like he was acting like he was like acting like him. And I was like, is it? He modeled his portrayal of, after uh, John Pertwee. And that's what I believe. Yeah. You think so? Is that true? You have to watch it. You haven't seen it yet. <laughs> no, I haven't. I'm just, uh, <laughs> just asking. Yeah, you have to. You have to see it. Cause I mean, like a lot of doctors portray like some of the older doctors, like the Thirteenth Doctor. She was kind of like putting, um, like Tom Baker and uh, David Tenney and um, um, what's his name? Uh, Matt Smith. She was like mixing those all in one with her doctor, and you kind of can tell a little bit, you know, how she was. And I was like, that was another doctor that I didn't. Um, I watched the episodes, I just didn't like it because the way they was going with it was just kind of off with <laughs> the enemies. Not the doctor herself, it was just the the villains in the movie was just off. Like they were just putting all the old classic villains in the episode. It didn't make sense. Um, to me. Okay. Um, the one I really dislike is the sixth doctor, Colin Baker. You hate Colin Baker? Yeah. I don't you hate do? him. I just dislike him. Yeah. I don't like him as a doctor. You don't like him? He was a he was a butt. Well, he was way more rude than some of the other times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't mean. like him. I, he wasn't. He wasn't. Uh, I mean, I I really liked Sylvester McCoy. Oh yes, this is quite awesome. Um, I didn't mind Colin Baker. Um, he's got some great episodes. I mean, they all do, but I mean. Yeah. Coming after Peter Davidson. I mean, Peter Davidson was just really cool. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I, that's that was one of the things with Doctor Who. It's like they're they're he's different when he regenerates. He's not always. He's not quite the same person. Well, so see, you can play you can play him really really different. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I like the whole concept on that. Um, but you know, when you watch all the classic Who's. Everyone had a different personality each time, right? But it seemed mm. like when they started the the new Doctor Who's, when they started off with uh, Christopher Eccleston as the Ninth Doctor, you know, he was awesome. You know, that's what like grabbed my attention because I was like, dude, I ain't seen Doctor Who in forever, and they came out with this Doctor Who, and I was like, cool, and then. 
he ended up leaving, and then David Penny stepped in the spot, and it kind of picked up where Epperson left off. And then it just to me, it just went good from there. And then Matt Smith, and then the whole War Doctor episodes and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. that was with uh, John John Hurt. He played the War Doctor. Yeah, John Hurt. Yeah, John Hurt. Yeah. Hmm. But also, too, we got the Doctor Who movie that came out in theaters. Which one is that? Doctor Who. Which movie came out in theaters? Do- Doctor Who. That Are was we the name still of the talking? Movie. Are we still talking about the Peter Cushing movies? No, we talk. <laughs> Peter Cushing movie. No, we talking about um, Paul Mc Paul McGann's movie. What, that was a TV. Uh, what? Well, it was still a movie. Yeah, it was a TV movie. It's still a movie. <laughs> still a movie. I've seen it. Which I wish they did a, a series on on him. Too. <laughs> only thing I know. Only thing I know about how I know about his adventures because of the audio books. Oh, okay. So you you went through and all the audio books and all of that. Yeah. Okay. So you went way deeper than I did. I just watched the show. Like the show. Yeah. Because uh, it, it was a while before. Because when um, Sylvester was. Because, you know, he was in a movie and it showed the regeneration. Yeah. It was pretty nice because he, he did the kind of the same thing because, you know, he did the juju beans and all that stuff. So, like Tom Baker did. <coughs> the jelly babies? Yeah. That's a juju beans. What the hell is juju beans? Uh, some people like those. Well, I don't know. For all, I, for all I know, they could be the same thing. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't, don't know. I don't like juju bees anyway. Um, so, let me see. Since then, no, they have done those since. Okay. Um, can you name some of your favorite episodes? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, the Day of the Doctor. Um, of course, the... Who is the Doctor in that? The Day of the Doctor. I want to... I want to say it was David Tenney. David Tennant? I think so. Okay. I want to say it. <laughs> oh, that's going to bother me. It is. It is going to bother me. I can tell. Yeah, I want to say it was David Tenney. Yeah. Well, I can't look it up, so. <laughs> you can look it up eventually. Yeah. Uh, you know, the. There's a. The episode I remember the most from uh, Sylvester McCoy is um, Paradise Towers. Paradise Towers? Yeah. Oh, is that where he's like hanging off like the side of like a crystal? Um, Maybe he does. I haven't seen that in a while. But um, And then like Colin Baker's um, The Two Doctors with the Cannibals. 
I don't know if they were cannibals because they were eating things of their different race, but they were humanoids. <laughs> Pretty oh, dark really? episode. It's got Patrick Draughton in it. Huh. <clears throat> and then, uh, of course, uh, the, the five doctors from uh, Peter Davison when it brings all of them back. Except Tom Baker, he wouldn't he wouldn't do it. <laughs> well see the Tom Baker that like the Tom Baker um um episodes 'cause you know he was like I think he come like the president of um Gallifrey. Maybe he did. I think yeah. he did. Um, I uh I have started re watching uh the Tom Baker episodes because uh recently <laughs> All of the, I think all of the classic episodes that they're that are available, I think they're all available on Tubi. Oh, Tubi! Yeah, Tubi! Look at that! So they're all there, all the way up to Sylvester McCoy. I think every episode that is in existence for the first run of Doctor Who oh. is is there on Tubi. So I started there where I started in the beginning with uh, Tom Baker and I'll definitely go backwards and watch some Pertwee and all those guys, Thornton and Hartnell. Yeah. Cause, um, because like, so, so when I watched the first doctor, the, not the first doctor, when I watch, um, uh, Pertwee's doctor, doctor number three, um, he wasn't flying around as TARDIS then. Yeah, he was grounded. And he had yeah. that car. Yeah. And he uh, helped Betsy. develop a unit. Yeah. He was like James Bond. Yeah, he was <laughs> he was awesome. He was like sword fighting and yeah. everything. He was awesome. Um and and this is what, what, what sparked what it got me confused. So he was this on Earth the whole time. Yeah. And then when I went to Tom Baker, you know, he started traveling. He's going to Gallifrey and, you know, so on and so forth. So I couldn't figure out well, why I was he on Earth. And that's what took me to start watching the the first two. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he was, when he was the second doctor, they banished him to Earth. So yeah. he couldn't do anything. So, yeah, that's what I like about the whole the whole Doctor Who series and what they, you know, how they stay with it and not changing it all the way out the, out the gate, you know? <clears throat> uh, I'd say there's a little something for everybody in Doctor Who. If you like science fiction, uh, Doctor Who, out, yeah. And you haven't checked out Doctor Who, you need to just check out Doctor Who. I mean, it's Tubi's free. You know, you and I love Tubi. Oh yeah, I love Tubi. Tubi all day. Almost as much as we love Shudder. Oh but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean Tubi's got so you can get on there and watch Doctor Who. You can also watch uh, Red Dwarf, it's still on there. Yeah, Red <laughs> Dwarf. Oh yeah, yes. That's I awesome. went through and rewatched uh, the entire <laughs> run of Red Dwarf on Tubi. Not in one night. <laughs> you know, I still have uh, some over, over the series of a long uh Long time I watched, rewatched Red Dwarf. But uh, yeah, so uh, there's a little bit of, you know, just try out some, you know, an episode from each one. You'll find one you really like and you'll want to watch them all. So 
Uh, any final thoughts, Brandon, before we turn this over to me from 10 years ago and Jesse from 10 years ago? Yeah, I do. I finally figured out <laughs> what the day of the doctor. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was John Hurt. This is when John Hurt uh played the war doctor and okay. uh, Matt Smith and David Tenney is in it. All three doctors are in it. And that's why I like that one. Okay. Yeah, I always kinda like the ones where they did the crossovers also. Um Yeah. Cause they did it with, uh, uh, and and it was crazy. Cause I kind of feel a little sad that I didn't watch the palsy, um, twelfth doctor. I didn't watch the episodes until like later after, after the thirteenth doctor, um, because I I did miss out on a lot of stuff. You did. You missed yeah, out. But you never watched it. Hush. but i'm I'm glad i did go back and watch it but i still he's still not one of the goodest doctors that i i I enjoy you know i didn't enjoy it that much but the masters i do enjoy i do enjoy the master his his arch rival i do enjoy those so the master? You mean like the best doctor of all time ever? No. The master doctor. No, he's not like called the master. So he's not called the master doctor. Tom Baker is the master of all doctors. I know. No, I'm, I'm talking about the master. <laughs> I'm talking about the master. The, the, yeah, the, the master is the doctor's arch enemy, arch rival. Yeah, whatever. Mirror universe doctor. The so. <laughs> Was he? Was yeah, he coming I mean, back in the new one? Yeah. So I mean, there's a, he's there's a lot of cool aliens, a lot of cool villains, uh, a lot of cool oh, science yeah. fiction um, in there. Um, I mean, really, uh, the TARDIS has to be one of those ships that I think most people would really want that ship more. Uh, yeah. I mean, I you know, the Millennium Falcon is a cool ship, but if you had your TARDIS. choice between the TARDIS and the Millennium Falcon, That'd I'd take TARDIS. TARDIS. Yeah, TARDIS all day. Actually, I was in a TARDIS. I have a picture of me in a TARDIS. Yeah. It was awesome. Oh, they're not real, don't you? Hey, 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 hey. Do not, do (laughs) not break my childhood. Okay? I love being inside the TARDIS. Is there there one at the uh, Doctor Who store? Uh, I think they have a replica there. But this one was at the convention at uh, PopCon. They had it at PopCon, and I uh, I stepped inside the TARDIS for the first shouldn't have done time. that because now you know it's not real. It is real. The you shouldn't have gone in the in crowd because it's not real. Now you now your your dreams have been shattered. Your it, it's always real. <laughs> your <laughs> your it's imagination is shattered because you stepped inside there and said, "Son of a no." Nope, I said, <sighs> "Oh my god, it's big inside." I am never going in. If I see that, I'm not going. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Doctor Who, 60 60 years. uh, What is this? This is the longest running science fiction show of all time. Yes, it is. Quite an Star Trek. Yeah, quite an imaginative show. There's a little bit of something for every type of science fiction fan in there. I think there's plenty of different. Um, incarnations of the doctor. If you don't like one, try another. 
I'm sure yep. you'll find one you like uh, yeah, somewhere. True. So, yeah, check them all out. And we will talk to you all next time. Later, guys. Joe Diesel here. Welcome back to Joe Diesel's Half Hour of Power. And uh, let's see what's happening here. It's been a week since Iron Man 3 has opened. And let's just see how it's doing at the box office, just to kind of update ourselves here. Let's see, it's according to box office mojo right here. Iron Man 3 uh, opened sky high. 174.1 million for the opening weekend. That is the second all-time best opening weekend, right behind the Avengers, and the Avengers scored $207.4 million in its opening, so that's really good. Iron Man 3 is off to a really, really good start. As we uh, noted, uh, the international market last week did really, really great, so it looks like it's doing really well here. Looks like its biggest competition this weekend is The Great Gatsby, so... We'll see if the Great Gatsby can knock Iron Man 3 down. And uh, we will continue to report on that as that information unfolds. As more news becomes available, you'll hear it here first. Uh, Right now, it happens to be uh, the 50th birthday of somebody. So we'll just jump right into this. of the beginning of Doctor Who, and uh, I think we have Jesse up here with us. Jesse, you there? Is that Jesse? Yes, I'm here. All right, yeah, you heard that. We got the 50th birthday of Doctor Who, 50th anniversary year for Doctor Who. Um, so let's just jump right into Doctor Who here. When did Doctor Who begin? Uh, I mean, what was, the, what was the they started for? Basically, Doctor Who uh, started in the year 1963. Uh, Sidney Newman was hired by uh, BBC to run the drama department, and they wanted a new kids' show for uh, Saturday between 5.15 and about 5.45. So uh, he came up with an idea for a uh, time-traveling alien uh, who would take take people through time and basically teach them history lessons and stuff like that. Uh, of course, over the course of the show, those ideals changed, but in the uh, first episode, his uh, two teachers follow this girl home from school because they're worried about her, and they find that she lives in a junkyard with her grandfather, who is the doctor, and the doctor, she gets on, uh, they get the TARDIS with the doctor, and the doctor basically kidnaps them and takes them back in time to uh, pro-bagnum period where he... Uh, 
basically teaches the cavemen how to make fire. <laughs> well, it all started to see it. Well, really, help kids uh, learn history and stuff like that, but the, the second serial changed that all. Yeah, so what happened with that? They were up against uh, something they didn't have. They only had one script available ready to shoot, and uh, what was that? Right. Uh, well, um, they only had one serial available to shoot, and they're thinking that that one wasn't going to work, so they're going to try to write new ones, but they didn't have time to, so they had to go ahead and shoot it. And that second serial was the uh, the Dalek by Terry Nation. Yeah, the Daleks, they are uh, they're really popular, really recognizable, and uh seems like they're really the thing that really uh, solidified Doctor Who in the minds of the public. I mean, you had, after that episode aired, you had uh, Dalek toys, you know, little build-it kits being sold everywhere. Yeah. Uh, the Daleks, uh, before that, Doctor Who, uh, the first serial only had about 4 million viewers, but... Uh, from the Dallas, the Dallas serial uh, went from six eight uh, actually had six point nine million viewers for that first one, but by the end they were pulling like ten million viewers a uh, a week, so they went up by six million viewers just because they introduced the Daleks. Wow! And if you look at the Daleks, I mean they they kind of look silly all by themselves, right? I mean they you can push them down the stairs and they're done. Well, yeah, you uh, What? What's that? You should be, uh, in the originals, they were, uh, uh, they were just, the idea of Terry Nation's original idea was that they didn't roll, they were actually floating. Floating like a couple yeah. of inches off floating. Uh, and didn't they actually end up actually doing some episodes where the Daleks could float? Yeah, now they actually can fly in the sky and stuff like that. They even take them even further, but I guess it's, you know, over the course of years, they would evolve to, you know, and make their own, uh, fix their own little stuff and things like that to make them work better, because they're supposed to be the ultimate species in the universe. They should be able to, uh, take care of a couple of stairs, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah, I was just going to say, uh, they're, uh, what, what, to me, what makes them menacing is they're they're just evil. I mean, they're just plain. If you're not a Dalek, they're going to kill you, no matter what. Yeah. You're just done. You can't talk to them and negotiate. You can't do anything. If they think they can learn something from you, they will interrogate you, but when they're done, they will kill you. <laughs> yeah. You are not going to be set free. You're not going to have your leg cut off and be set free. You're going to be dead. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're the ultimate species. Any other, any other species deserves to live besides them. Because there are no yeah. guns in them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, now, uh, back in the very, very beginning when they were making the first, the very, very first uh, Dalek episode, there was a, a famous uh, designer who was attached who was going to help design those. Who was that? Warren Scott was supposed to be the one who, uh, was supposed to be the production designer for those Doctor Who episodes, but he, uh, had a scheduling conflict so he could not view them. But Ridley Scott was supposed to be the uh, production designer for the BBC uh, for the Doctor Who series, but he couldn't do it. So, well, yeah. I was so. Yeah, so I just kind of wonder well, what might they have looked like if he had done anything with well, that. Of course, Ridley Scott's gone on to make Alien, Blade Runner, 
but yeah, a little that, movie some people might have heard of. <laughs> those guys who designed the dialects, they they did the perfect job for them because uh, I read somewhere that Terry Nation got the idea for the dialects by looking at a salt and pepper shaker. <laughs> so yeah, they uh, they are menacing when they're moving around and doing stuff and they're talking. I mean, they really are. Uh, and they're neat. I mean, who doesn't want to have, like, a Dalek on their front lawn? Yeah, true. I mean, the Daleks aren't scared because of their uh, their appearance. It's their ideals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, now, uh, uh, that, first, uh, that first doctor, uh, that was uh, William Hartnell. Yeah. And uh, he had a pretty hard edge to him, didn't he? He was, he was kind of a jerk. Like I said, he... Uh, he basically kidnapped the uh, first two companions he had uh, because they were going to turn them into the uh, police. So he uh, brought them on the TARDIS and took them back in time to the uh, caveman times. So, yeah, in the in the the actual Dalek episode, you know, he's uh, I remember watching this and thinking, well, that's kind of funny. He doesn't care if they die. The the two teachers. Yeah. He finds uh, his, uh, you remember this, when he finds his granddaughter, he wants to leave. And they're like, yeah. well, we got to save them. He's like, well, well, they're no business of mine or something. I'm like, well, they're your companions. <laughs> he didn't care yeah. if his companions died as long as he had his his granddaughter. Like, that's pretty rough. I've never heard another doctor do that. He was pretty, he's pretty dark, really. Yeah, and the uh, first serial, uh, when he takes him back in time for the, uh, and they meet cavemen, they, uh, are saving one of them, the two teachers are, and he's hurt. And they put him down, and the doctor picks up a rock and is about ready to bash his brains in. But the teacher stops him, and because the doctor doesn't want to carry him, he thinks the doctor, he thinks that the caveman's just holding him up. He's about ready to bash his brains in. No, that's a kid's show. It's a kid's show, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a kid's show. Yeah. Okay, now let's look at this here. Uh, the doctor, doctor who uh, first aired... Uh, uh, 1963, right? Mm-hmm. And that actually first aired November 23rd, 1963, which is the day after Kennedy was shot. Correct. So, I mean, that's kind of uh, kind of interesting uh, there. Just a little tidbit of uh, uh, that trivia the there. What's yeah, that? So they actually uh, rebroadcast the next week, too. Because they thought it didn't get enough attention because everybody was watching Kennedy coverage. Yeah, that was big news. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Now, uh, let's see, who's the first doctor you saw? The first doctor I saw was uh, Tom Baker uh, on PBS uh, back when I was just a little, little kid. But he, uh, actually, the first time I ever saw it, it amazed me because of how... Uh, what crazy he kind of was, how kind of outlandish, and I'd never seen anything like it before, and I, I loved it. Yeah, I actually, that is actually the first Doctor I saw was uh, Tom Baker. And uh, for people who uh, haven't watched Doctor Who, haven't given it a chance yet, uh, in, just in case you don't know, the in Doctor Who, he regenerates into a different form. Now, Jesse, why does the, why does the Doctor regenerate? Uh, well, um, he regenerates every time he dies. But the actual, the only reason that they started the whole regeneration process is because the first actor, William Hartnell, 
he uh, developed like an early onset Alzheimer's, and he could never remember the dialogue. And it was told to production so much that they finally said, well, we have to let you go, uh, but we want the series to continue. So he told them they should hire Patrick Troughton, who was the second doctor. And they came up with the idea that whenever a doctor had to leave, he would basically die, and he would regenerate to someone else. The uh, first doctor died, and this is true, is that he died because he was just got too old in that form he was in. Oh, yeah, he actually says that, doesn't he? Yeah, he goes, I'm too old and I'm too tired, and I should just come a new person. And then he does. <laughs> <laughs> now, a lot of those episodes are actually gone forever, aren't they? A lot of the uh-huh. William Hartnell and Patrick Thornton episodes are just gone, aren't they? Yeah, there's like 106 episodes missing. And the weird thing is that they're not in entire serials. They'll be like the first episode of the serial, the third episode of it, and the fourth, but they'll be missing the second, or they'll be missing the third and the fourth, but they'll have the first and the second. It's really, really odd. Uh, yeah, it's he, uh, yeah. Doctor Who uh, ran, uh, it was like, uh, it was almost like a serial back in the, 30s and 40s, but, you know, it was on television, so you'd have, what, like six parts, seven parts to an episode, yeah. you know, to a, to make a full episode, but each part was an episode <laughs> or something like that. But basically it was an episode split up into, like, six parts, at least uh, there in the beginning. Have, they weren't half hour long. I mean, after, like, four or five episodes, it was like a little, like a little two-hour movie. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, we're up against a uh, break here. We've got to uh, give time to our sponsors because our sponsors pay the bills. Has your house been infested with all kinds of pesky pests and bile vermin? Are these invaders eating your house and pushing you out of your home? Then you need the most feared and ferocious beings in the universe. That's right, those dastardly demons from the planet Skaro, the Daleks. You will come directly to your house, and they will take these rodents out for you. You heard that correctly, real Daleks killing rodents. Terminites chewing through your house. Bed bugs. This place has been infested with pests. No! No, let's have invaded the studio! Humans are the most vile of pests! Your inferior life form will be exterminated! Exterminate! Exterminate! No, don't kill me! I love the Daleks! My wife is a Dalek! The Daleks will survive! We are superior! Exterminate! Exterminate! My Daleks are coming for you, people of Earth! You inferior to the Daleks! We will exterminate all life bombs! Exterminate! Exterminate! All right, we are back here, and we were uh, talking about... Um, Doctor Who and the episodes and how they were split up there. Um, now, uh, Patrick Throughton, uh, he was, uh, I've seen a couple of his episodes, not that many, mm-hmm. but he was pretty uh, comical. Yeah. Kind of, uh, what was the term they were using? Impish, maybe? Was that the term? 
the term I keep using whenever they describe him as cosmic hobo. <laughs> yeah, cosmic hobo, that's the term, yeah. Yeah, but he was really uh, fun to watch as the doctor. Yeah, he was fun. And one of his episodes are, uh, of course, they're missing uh, because of the great BBC erasing all those videos. Uh, yeah. But he, um, he, had, he had his great villain uh, as introduced during his series, too, because he's the one who first fought the Cybermen. Uh, and that's where he was on. Yeah, the Doctor's got a lot of great, uh, recognizable uh, villains. I mean, even if you hadn't seen them, you've probably seen pictures of them somewhere, and you can kind of, you know, know who they are. Yeah. You got Cybermen, you know, we've talked about Daleks, you got uh, Santarans, and you got the Master. And uh, wasn't there another <laughs> villain that came forth during uh, Patrick Troughton's years? Uh, Patrick Troughton uh, had the Ice Warriors, was it his big one? And uh, mm-hmm. the master uh, first fought the uh, third doctor, which was John Pertree. Yeah, and that was created by uh, was that Robert Holmes. Yes, yeah, Robert Holmes. Robert Holmes. He wrote a lot of episodes. Yeah, the uh, mm-hmm. master basically um, was supposed to be the antithesis of uh, the doctor. You know, a time traveling time lord who wasn't trying to save the universe, he was trying to rule the universe. Yeah. And uh, they've had a lot of great actors play uh, the master. Yeah. Well, he reached a great too. Exactly. That's the fun part, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, he's my favorite now, villain, the master. Oh, the master is your favorite villain? The master is my favorite villain. I, I love the Daleks, I love the Spider-Man, but... The master is just so awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, after uh, Patrick Troughton, there was uh, John Pertwee, and he was kind of, I, I, I think the term uh, was foppish. Yeah, he, he, he's less like a space traveler and time traveler and more like James Bond. Where he has all and he was little, super uh, serious, wasn't he? He was super serious. Yeah, he, uh, there was no comedy in, in his at all. He he like, like, yeah. Yeah, he just. He just I, I don't know if that was his doing uh, or or whose doing that was, but yeah, I mean, coming from Throton and then uh, you know he's right there in between Throton and Baker, and Baker is so fun. Yeah, yeah. And you know, like you said, on the verge of maybe madness, but you know, it's the way he looks. But a lot of Baker's episodes. He's got a lot of great episodes. Baker is my favorite doctor, and, you know, not only does that do the way that Tom Baker played him, but Baker played him perfectly. I can't think of anybody who played that role better than him. But his storylines were some of the best storylines out there. Uh, he had the Pyramid of the Mars. He did the Genesis of the Daleks. Which that's yeah, that is an excellent episode. Yeah. Uh, he, he, what was no better than him, I think, is Doctor Who. The other... They're all fine doctors. None of them did a bad job playing the doctor. Because they were all their own person. The doctor is always different when he regenerates. He's a different character almost each time. But Tom Baker was the best. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And uh, Baker said in an interview uh, that uh, he never read the scripts. The only bits of the scripts he actually read were the bits he was in. (laughs) I like that, though. I think that's a good idea. Because, I mean, for one, he always... Said that he didn't play Doctor Who. He was Doctor Who. That was him. 
Yeah, he said he played like an idealized version of Tom Baker. (laughs) So, I mean, I kind of like that idol because he would only know what the doctrine is. So he couldn't, you know, when he found out information, when the doctor found out about it, he could react to it like that. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Now, moving up just a little bit, uh, Peter Davison was after Tom Baker. I enjoyed uh, him also. And, uh, you know, there was uh, the next one was uh, Colin Baker. No relation to uh, Tom Baker, by the way. Uh, (laughs) Actually, uh, another fun little tidbit was uh, Colin Baker actually did appear in Doctor Who before Mm -hmm. he played the Doctor. And uh, he was in a Davison episode, and he. He thought that it, since he was in it already, he would never be able to play the Doctor. Well, he he's the first one, as far as I know, the only one who's done that since. And um, he was the, the unfortunate turn of events happened when he was the Doctor. Uh, Michael Gray uh, took a, you know, started there at the BBC, and he didn't like Doctor Who uh, from the get-go. So he was looking to get it canceled. So he canceled it. <laughs> Right there uh, in the middle of uh, Colin Baker. Well, of course, you know, science fiction fans get pretty rabid, don't they? I mean, you had that giant letter-writing campaign that got Star Trek going for one more season. Uh, Same thing with uh, Doctor Who. Uh, So they brought it back, but they replaced Colin Baker. And uh, the reason they gave him was Michael Gray thought that three years was enough for each doctor to be there. (laughs) Yeah, he so then, what's that? That you know Tom Baker has just done seven years just previously. <laughs> yeah, well, that's I don't, I don't know what Michael Gray had against Doctor Who, but uh, before that, it, you could play it as long as you wanted it, as far as I could tell. And yeah, yeah so then you know you had Sylvester McCoy, who uh, took over for Colin Baker. I thought he was a pretty good Doctor, also. I mean, like you said, I totally agree with that statement. You know, I haven't really seen anybody that I've just totally hated as Doctor Who. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they all make it their own play their own way. But when he took over, you know, he he did it for three years, and uh, they put it in an impossible time slot, and effectively they put it in a dormancy in 1990. Mm. And that was uh, pretty much the end of the... uh, first run of Doctor Who, and that ran for, what was that, 26 seasons? Uh, yes, sir. Right about there. And then, uh, so what happened uh, after that? What what brought it back? I mean, I know we had that uh, unfortunate television uh, uh, co-production in the mid-90s. What was that, 96? Yeah, it was a... With Paul program. McGann as Doctor Who? Yeah. And uh, they I do connect I- that to him. But what happened? What, I mean, now Doctor Who's running on the BBC again, right? What's, what happened with that? What brought it back? Um, what happened is that, you know, Doctor Who's been off the air for a really long time. But people, you know, one of those shows that everybody's always talked about that, you know, never actually left, leaves the conscious of uh, the country. So the BBC decided to put a new show together. Uh, they contacted Russell T. Davies, whose uh, claim to fame at that point was writing Queer as Folk. Uh, and he uh, wrote up a, a new pilot, basically, uh, and the BBC loved it, so they asked him to go out and make to make a pilot. So he went out and he hired uh, Christopher Eccleston, who many fans may remember from movies like Shallow Grave 
and uh, Jude, and it just took off from there. He, he only wanted to do one season, though, uh, Christopher Eccleston, uh, just to basically reintroduce the character. And so after he uh, got done with his first season, they handed the role over to uh, David Tennant, who, again, not a lot of people knew about. He was in a Harry Potter movie. That's where most people saw him from. Uh, and he was a great doctor. I always liked him as a doctor. He was fun. He uh, he he kind of had that crazy little look in his face, his eyes too, from uh, like Baker. But uh, he he did about I think three or four years, and then he uh, left. And now uh, Matt Smith, who is the youngest doctor, the uh, youngest man to ever play the doctor role, uh, is now the doctor. Uh, and it's still a good show. I mean, I've, I've watched it so of course. They spend a lot more money on it than they used to. You know, when you think about it, they probably spend like millions of dollars on it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's a good point. The original run was they never gave them enough money. Yeah. <laughs> so as a result, a lot of the effects looked, uh, if they didn't work, they were really bad, and they looked yeah. really, really cheesy. And then there was a, a story of uh, they actually made a slug-type, uh, monster, and they encased the actor in the uh, bubble wrap. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, At that time, whereas now, you know, you can use the computers. But, yeah, you bring up uh, Chris Lackelson. He's actually the only one I've seen of the first, you know, of this, this run of Doctor Who, and I really enjoyed him. I've only seen, I believe, about three episodes of it, but I thought he was great. And uh, if I had to rank him, I might say he's my second favorite Doctor. Uh, but actually, I, I haven't I ranked them, so. <laughs> I, I, I a documentary where they uh, took a poll to see who everybody's favorite doctor was, and the uh, tenth doctor won. I think that might be more because more people know about him because you know the kids today and all that know more yeah. about the tenth doctor. But he's been their favorite throughout all the doctors. He's a good doctor, though. He, he's I, I would say among the new ones, David Tennant is the best. He's the, uh, okay. but he, he doesn't even touch Tom Baker as a doctor, in my opinion. But, uh, but if I had yeah, to say, uh, uh, who's my least favorite doctor among the series, it would have to be John Pertwee. But that's only because, it, to me, like he wasn't playing the doctor, he was playing James Bond. Yeah, I don't agree with that, because, uh, like, like we said before, it's like he... he he sucked fun out of it some way. And one of the things that always attracted me to it is uh, it was fun. Mm-hmm. You know, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're – so, yeah, I'm going to have to check out some of the newer episodes that I haven't seen. But, uh, yeah, for uh, anybody listening who hasn't seen Doctor Who or given it a chance or sucked onto it yet, uh, I would say start watching Tom Baker Doctor Who. Well, would yeah. you agree with that? I, I would say that I would because you know the strange thing is the the first doctor you see is your doctor. That's the doctor. Yeah, you're I would agree with that. Uh, yeah, see, I, I love Tom Baker. I love he he is the best. But just give any of them a try. No, no matter who you who you put on, it's going to be a good show. Yeah, it's uh like I said, if you like science fiction. There's a lot of good, uh, you know, monsters and you know, aliens fighting uh, guys in rubber suits, especially in the first run of Doctor Who. Uh, then give it another chance, and uh, especially check out Tom Baker's uh, Doctor. 
There's a lot of good stuff in there. And we're coming up to the end of the show. And uh, something this week, a huge thing happened this week that's uh, pretty sad for a lot of people. A lot of movie fans grew up with this. Uh, Ray Harryhausen has passed away. And uh, Ray Harryhausen was certainly a pioneer of special effects. And uh, a lot of people uh, enjoy his work and enjoyed watching that stuff go across the screen. I mean, it's stuff like The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. You know, the seventh voyage of Sinbad, and, you know, Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger, those movies, you know, the original Clash of the Titans. Uh, so we just wanted to uh, take a moment and remember him uh, on the uh, Joe Diesel show here. And uh, next week we are going to – next week is – what's opening next week, Jesse? Uh, Star Trek in the Darkness with uh, Chris Pine and Benedict Cumberbatch. All right, we are definitely going to go see Star Trek, and we are going to be talking about the new Star Trek movie and uh, give our opinions about uh, what we think about that one. So that'll be fun. We'll jump back into the summer movies there with that film. And uh, there again, uh, here we're down at the end, and I hope if you listen to this, uh, maybe pique your interest about revisiting Doctor Who and checking it out a little bit more. Uh, but uh, yeah, thanks everybody for listening to Joe Diesel's uh, hour, half hour of power. It will be an hour someday, but not yet. <laughs> anyway, here we go, signing right off. <laughs>